cup coffee in here, please. You're listening to the Hoffy Coffee Cast with Reese Bolton and Reese Jones. Come on, get some coffee. Want some coffee? Okay, this guy needs coffee and cooler stack. Damn good coffee and hot. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Hover Coffee Cast, where we talk everything film, TV, video games, and conspiracy theories. I'm your host, Reese Bolton. And I'm your host, Reese Jones. And today we do, thought we'd do something quite different. Uh, something we haven't done, well, we haven't now thought of. Uh, actually, we've been thought of doing it for a while. But think, we, yeah, thinking about it. Thinking yeah. about it, yeah. But you came up with the idea, and I was like, actually, this is quite good. So, uh, obviously, um, as you guys know, I'm an Englishman, half Welsh, and Welsh is fully Welshman. Yeah, Welsh is um, Welsh. Yeah, Welsh is Welsh. Welsh. I mean, we could make it. We could make the podcast being two Welshmen, but I think the Englishman and the Welshman, I don't know, has a yeah. better kind of side to it. Um, and we thought, okay, we have talked about, you know, our love of film and television. Um, we live in Wales. And I thought, let's talk about actually Wales on the screen. Like, you know, talk about like the film set in Wales, uh, you know, classic. Welsh films, uh, directors, Welsh directors, Welsh actors, actresses, productions have been filmed in Wales and upcoming productions because uh, Wales has, it's now becoming like a really big kind of like uh, centre for a lot of productions of film and television shows to film there. Uh, a lot of that is because it's, it's, it's cheap. Um the lands you've got different types of landscape you've got the beaches you've got the mountains you've got hills you know um so it's very you know you've got a lot of forest woods so it's a very good landscape to film like outside there's also a lot of like um there's a lot of like uh old houses as well from like you know um different types of like houses from different kind of periods uh that you can film at as well and uh i mean that's and i and i also it's a great selection of upcoming talent as well so you know it's 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 a great place to to film at and i'm we'll be talking about really uh our history with uh watching wales on screen and you know our our love of like welsh films and and all this and um and yeah so um if, i'm looking forward to talking about this podcast as well um and we also got some news we could talk about as well as uh as the norm so um you can follow us on instagram instagram.com slash facebook at hovercoffeecast twitter at hovercoffeecast and you can email us at uh hovercoffeecast at gmail.com uh please like share follow and a review if you enjoyed the episode so um so what news should we talk about first then welsh hmm there's i mean it was sort of like announced this week that um, I would just say his name is like Miguel uh, Sapochnik um, yeah. is leaving production of House of the Dragon after season one. Yeah, which is uh, quite disappointing. It's quite disappointing. I mean, I was upset <laughs> when I first heard it because yeah. I think Miguel Sapochnik uh, uh, is um, probably my favorite television director ever. Um, I just love his work on. Um, I loved his work. Like, obviously, I got my favorite film director, and I also got my favorite television director. And Miguel is my favorite television director. I mean, like, he's he's directed 
arguably some of the best television. Um, I'm not saying arguably, it's actually a matter of fact. He's directed some of the best television yeah. episodes in history. I'm only with... familiar with um, you know Game of Thrones and obviously House of the Dragon. So yeah, what what, um, what else has he done? He's done um, well. He did the first episode to Alter Carbon. Oh, nice. Um, okay, yeah. He's also done his own film called uh, with Tom Hanks that was on Apple. I think it's called Finch or something. Uh, Finch. It rings a bell. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a it's like a sci-fi dystopian film with Tom. Oh, Hanks. right. He's got a robot, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's done. He's done a bunch of stuff. So he's done like True Detectives and Master of Sex. But really, like people we know him from Game of Thrones, um, and you know, just just like the episodes he's done have just been amazing. He's done like you know, like he's done pretty much the best episodes of Game of Thrones. Yeah, um, mm. he's if you just you know he's done. Um, look up now. So he's, he's done six episodes of Game of Thrones. So he's done um, episode. Um, Season five, episode seven, The Gift, and also Hard Home. He's done uh, Battle of the Bastards and The Winter Winter, and he's also done The Long Night and The Bells. Say what you want about the writing and the, the, the plot of those two films. The the direction is amazing. Um, yeah. And he came on to show, a co-showrunner for House of the Dragon. He, he's, he's directed the pilot, and I think he's going to direct like, a couple more episodes of the House of the Dragon. Now he's left. Now, um, I was upset, but there might be a lot of reasons why he left. But I think, you know, maybe he's gone to different stuff as well. Maybe yeah, he's, maybe it's like, um, like scheduling conflicts or something. Maybe. You know? And also maybe he wants a break from Game of Thrones, really. Or just yeah. that kind of, you know. Um, but um, it's, I, it, it, was, it, I, I, it was kind of a bit of a shock. Like it was like, you know, a massive just, uh, you know, kind of bomb got dropped. Like, oh, he's left, and uh, they got Alan Taylor to replace him. Now, Alan Taylor, like people, he's a really good TV director, but people remember him from For Dark World and Terminator Genesis. Yeah. So, I mean, Thor: The Dark World, people aren't like looking at it sort of in you know as no. maligned as it once was because of um, certain developments in the Thor th- uh, franchise. You know. But yeah. um yeah, I mean, you know, give give the man a chance. I mean, you know, there's there's always like uh, he, redemption is on the horizon. And he's done some good episodes as well, Game of Thrones, like like, you know, um Baylor's one of them. Uh, that was a really good episode. Oh um, Baylor, yeah, that's when uh, yeah. uh Ed, Ed, uh, Ned, Ned Stark, Stark uh, Ned Stark was uh, yeah. uh murdered, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um so I don't think this is going to make the quality of the show go down because um I mean George R. Martin's still still there on board, you know. Um what's his name? Um the the oh, writer. Uh, Condal. Condal yeah, yeah Con- Condal's still, still on there. So it's in good hands. It's not gonna be American gods where the showrunners kept changing every season. Oh yeah. And you can tell because the quality yeah. is getting worse. But I I, I you know end of the day like directors yeah, uh, showrunners do want to kind of like have a break because I mean Miguel has been on Game Phones for years, and then he went to help the House of Dragon. He could come back. I mean, it's not like he's done with Game of Phones. Yeah, altogether, he's just going. I think he's just leaving to do other stuff. But I don't. 
Like when I first, I was a bit worried when I first heard the news, but after a while, I was kind of thinking, okay, they still got the writer and they still got um, Cogman in, um, still involved. So it's, it, it, I think yeah. it's, it's going to be all right, to be honest. I think a lot of people were like, you know, obviously he's such a great director. People were just like, oh God, the show's going to go downhill in season two and stuff, but. People will sort of like jump the gun and do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, you know, people will overreact. People will just, you know, I think maybe it's not sort of like an attention seeking thing. I just think, you know, change is scary. You know, at the end of the day, does it really matter? You know, does it matter all that much? I mean, we'll we'll see. You know, I I agree. I don't think it's like going to be really detrimental for House of the Dragon, but um. I think uh, like another sort of like thing, um, obviously you know, related to House of the Dragon, is the fact that um, <laughs> we we have entered now the age of um, it's like the war of fantasy in yeah. uh, in pop culture, uh, and it has start it started with the forging of the great franchises. Um, <laughs> for um, anyone that's unaware, um, Rings of Power was re- released uh, Friday. Uh, with the first two episodes on Amazon Prime, and at the same time, uh, HBO released, uh, I think it's on a couple of channels. One that I saw was the Sky TV channel on YouTube. Uh, they released the full episode for free of House of the Dragon, uh, first episode, so you can watch that now. I'm not like, you know, other uh, shows are available. I'm not advertising for HBO, by all means. But um, yeah, I think it's quite funny. Honestly, I think this is hilarious. It's a ballsy move, but again, it's 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 they're they're, they're rivals. They're competing against each other. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I don't think it's like you know unscrupulous. I think it's like um, very, you know, like you want to keep like people's attention, don't you? And they they know that they're in a sort of like a war for people's attention and money. I, I just think it's quite funny at the end of the day. I, I don't think it's like anything that, you know, there's, there's, no one's going to draw blood over it. But no. I, yeah, I just think it's, but, you know, like, keep, on, keep on doing it, guys. Keep on, keep up. Imagine if, imagine if you watch the first two episodes of Rings of Power, yeah? yeah? And you're like, okay, this is amazing, but I don't like the story. And then you watch House of Dragons straight after. Hmm. Then I, I don't know. People, there's always going to be people who are going to prefer Rings of Power to House of Dragon. There's going to be people who's going to prefer House of Dragon to Rings of Power. Um, but <laughs> I think it's just, yeah, it's going to be the the big kind of class of the fan, of fantasy stuff right now, to be honest. Um, but in, in the day, like HBO have got their Game of Thrones, uh, and you're going to have these streaming services who are trying to get their big epic series that's going to, you know draw people to watch their stream platform and amazon they've they've had some good stuff i mean you know they had the expanse they had the boys but nothing as they want something as grandiose as game of like a game of thrones epic yeah yeah netflix have got stranger things they've got the witcher so amazon are looking for the rings of power to be their giant like what draws people to to purchase a subscription to Amazon Prime Video, and watch what yeah, and watch the, the stuff on there. It's gonna be Rings of Power, and I've seen like on Friday, every single thing on Amazon was just like advertising Rings of Power. Um, so 
obviously House of Dragon came out two weeks before that, but they wanted to obviously kind of be like, we're going to release it. Oh, we can release it on YouTube for free. Bear in mind, they probably knew that everybody's pretty much watched it, but anyways. So, but I mean, that's probably, then they're probably not going to do that for all the episodes. They're probably just going to, that's probably just like a little kind of like, first episode's free, and then if you want to watch more, then, you know, you can purchase now TV subscription or Sky Go, etc., or HBO Max. That's basically what they're doing. And a lot, some, and some people do do that, like some, uh, studios have done that. Some production companies have done that. They've released like the first episode for free, and then it's kind of like, well, if you want the the rest of it, it's like um, like what games do demos. It's like they release a demo, and it's like, okay, you see what it's like, and if you enjoy it, you can then pay money to get the rest of it. And that's basically what the, they've done for this. But again, yeah. it's like you. I, I, it's not. I wouldn't say it's. Pe- I wouldn't say it's petty. I think it's quite like you know. It's, 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 it's just, it's, it's competing. At the end of the day, they're, they're both, they're both uh, companies are competing against each other. To who's going to have the fantasy series of the year? Yeah, the supremacy. Um, yeah, we, we, we shall see. But um, we shall see. Yeah. What else is in the news? Oh, so um, talk about like as um, talk about some gaming news actually. We've it's been announced the, the new Assassin's Creed game has been announced by Ubisoft. So I think it was leaked a couple of days ago, and then Ubisoft basically just officially revealed it. Um, so the new Assassin's Creed game is Assassin's Creed Mirage. Mm. Um, it's going to be revealed at uh, Ubisoft Forward uh, uh, next week. Um, well, this week when we, when we drop this episode. Um, and it's going to be, uh, it's, it's, we've got an image from the game. It look, it's going to be, it's going to be, um, following potentially the protagonist. Well, the, the antagonist from Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Basim. And, you know, Basim, he was, um, I was a spoiler for Valhalla. He was, um, the, uh, the assassin, one of the assassins that Sigrid brought with him to, um, to Norway that he met on his travels to Constantinople and uh, Basim helps is a major player in um, basically in restoring the assassins to Viking um, Age England and it turns out that he actually is um, Loki, he's kind of the incarnation of Loki and um, so this is going to be like a, this is going to be a prequel and apparently this is going to be set in um it's going to be set in 8th century Baghdad. Um, I'm just having a look now. Uh, yeah, it's going, to, it's going to be like set in um, 8th century Baghdad. And it's going to be kind of like a, a return to return to what the original Assassin's Creed was. So it's not the game with the RPG elements. Um, they, you know, the kind of multiple kind of talking, you know, options stuff like that it's going to be yeah. kind of like look um uh, if you want to go back to assassin's creed one two we're going to put this in it's going to be like you know this is going to be like tip, you know kind of like close quarters combat assassination yeah I, I wonder why they've decided to do that because i think one of the best things that this franchise did was go towards a sort of more rpg you know um 
I, I, I think it, like it, it, it obviously was trying to p- appeal to the sort of like Witcher sort of like you know fan base, wasn't it? By like it's really sort of like big, um, yeah, like RPG sort of elements. But I'm wondering why it sort of decided to do that. Why is it going back now? I think I've got. I enjoyed the RPG element, yeah, yeah, and I enjoy. And I think why some people don't like it because I've grown up on Assassin's Creed games, yeah. And yeah. when it came to Syndicate Unity, it was kind of like it became like the the like the, they kept using the same kind of type of gameplay, and it got kind of like a bit boring. Um, yeah. So obviously, Origins was like we're going to have an RPG kind of Assassin's Creed Origins did really really well. Odyssey, I enjoyed. The problem is with with um, like any RPG world massive world games is they do take a long time if you're a completionist yeah and yeah. i had something like nearly 200 hours in ac odyssey yeah that is quite a lot like if you think about it, that's like ooh, that's like ooh, that's pretty much like six days worth for a whole game that's like if i played odyssey for six days straight without any breaks that's basically how much hours i put into it and that includes the dlc and stuff like that Valhalla, it's um, I really enjoyed Valhalla. Again, it's a quite long as well, but I think there's people who are kind of getting bored of it now and they want to go back to like old school Assassin's Creed. Um, and this is what this this um, this is what this game's going to be. Um, but I mean, I I would like it if they they've like I don't know they do a bit mixed. They release like an RPG style Assassin's Creed game and then they can't do like a very small ish game like in terms of you know like assassin's creed 2 or 1 etc and speaking about one apparently they're going to be might be announcing a remake of assassin's creed 1 as well for the current um uh next no generation consoles um i think that'd be amazing um that could be part of like the season pass or something if you we get this game but i I enjoyed the RPG. I'm not one of people who really hates it, but I'm, you know, I'm part of a lot, a lot of Assassin's Creed fan bases where fans don't like it. They really don't like it. Like not all of them, but some really don't like it. And um, and I'm replaying some of the old Assassin's Creed games right now. Actually, I'm going for uh, 100% completion, synchronization, stuff like that. So um, I do like it, but like um, I think I'm like way i i'm one of those people is i don't really the gameplay is kind of second importance to me i kind of like this the the history students well the history graduate and me is like um i prefer the settings like you got to impress me with the settings and they're done really really well with the settings and i mean this is going to be like what eighth century seventh century eighth century baghdad and uh, it's a very interesting period about the time. Um, you see kind of the growth of the Islamic Islamic world as well. Um, and it, and also it's, it's, it's something like I, it's what I love about Assassin's Creed is the, uh, the game. People like say the, the gameplay is like most important to them. Yeah. And it's like set the setting and the historical events and stuff. is like secondary. I mean, it can be opposite. And I think I've learned a lot about history and stuff from playing Assassin's Creed. I mean, you know, I, I love the Renaissance because of, you know, 
playing Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. So um I I I am very for this game coming out and but I, again I'm just gameplay is secondary to me to be honest. Um but I think it's gonna be an interesting uh, game period. What about you? I mean, I yeah, I I know literally nothing about this time period. Any sort of like historical people or events, I know nothing really. I know a vague sort of like idea of like, yeah, like sort of like historical caliphate that was in um, Baghdad at that time, but I mean mm. nothing really. Um, yeah, like Basim was a very uh, interesting character in. Um, I can't remember what to call it Odyssey in uh, Valhalla. So yeah, seeing him sort of have his own sort of like plot going forward would be quite fun. Um, I mean, we probably get like a progression of like the modern day plot of like, oh yeah, apparently Basim is in the modern day, which is I thought was quite like like that was a bit of a skull fuck if I'm honest. That was really like interesting to see that, but um, yeah, I think it's gonna be quite cool. I mean, it's been quite a while since I've played or like seen any sort of like stuff. You know, I am really been into Assassin's Creed for a while, so um, yeah, I think it'd be quite good. It's not it's not the set that I would have chosen. I, I mean, I really think so... they should have done like, yeah, like like um, feudal Japan. That would be. I think, I think that there are going to be some, of like game settings that are perfect for RPG, and some that aren't. Yeah. So, for example, well, they've done the Crusades. You could do more Crusades and stuff. Um, but I think if you like looking at maybe like oh I don't know like if you're looking at like a very just like a country or like a time period in the country that is so kind of like you can just base like a, a small kind of like game on that'd be good but like yeah feudal japan even the russian revolution russian civil war you can make an rpg yeah i don't think i do that because of you know what's happening in the world right now hmm. i don't yeah. think people would like to play a you know a russian central game um but they there's so many settings they can go into as well and I mean, in this you saw forward, it's look, it's the fifteenth anniversary of Assassin's Creed One. Um, so they're probably gonna announce what's ahead. Um this game isn't gonna be coming out until twenty twenty three, but I think they still got some more expansions to do for Valhalla. Um but yeah, I'm looking I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm a I'm a ma- I'm a massive fan of the games. Uh I played literally every single game. So I'm definitely getting this on day one. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, um, it's it's one of Ubisoft. I would say it's Ubisoft's most most uh, successful franchise. Yeah. And they're going to keep capitalizing I mean, on it. Yeah, you have sort of like, you know, Far Cry and uh, Prince of Persia and stuff. But yeah, I think this is this is their sort of flagship and they know yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's all I've got to say about uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, wondering why it's called Assassin's Creed Mirage. Oh, it's just um, like you know, in the desert sort of thing, isn't it? Stereotypical, oh. like you know, oh Vikings. Oh, they got to mention Valhalla. You know, oh, I would probably say back calling back the rock, but actually that'd be taken from God of War. And now looking yeah. back, I don't think Assassin's Creed back the rock actually fit the the like the kind of plot either. They have a DLC called Dawn of Back the Rock, but that's the more Ragnarok part of it. Um, but yeah. Um, also, I do want to see a Ancient Rome 
Yeah, make it well. happen, Ubisoft. We saw it in a bit in Origins, but we didn't. I want to see more of it. I think it'd be very, very good. We had the ancient Greeks, let's get the ancient Romans. Um, so that's all news covered, actually. So uh, now we're going to talk about uh, our uh, well, Wales on screen. That's uh, that's the, that's the name we're coming with, going with right now for this yeah. uh, title. Um, so yeah, um, how about you? How about as the Welshman? The fully Welshman in yeah this on this podcast. You talk to us first about you know your relationship with Wales on screen. Hmm. I mean, I've always had a sort of like never really sort of you know oh really into it because oh it's Welsh so I've got to like watch it religiously or like I was exposed to it at a young age so I've always been into it. It's always been on sort of like periphery for me. I mean, and you know I've always sort of like you know, known of like certain things which were like filmed in Wales or um involving sort of like um Welsh people, you know, the like famous Welsh actors. I mean everybody knows, you know, sort of like um Anthony Hopkins, uh, Richard Burton, um Ma- uh, Michael Sheen. I was gonna say Martin Sheen there. Michael Sheen. Um but you know I've seen Growing up then, you see sort of like these really famous films, sort of like anyone that um, hasn't seen Twin Town, it's a classic sort of like a cult film from uh, Wales, um, including uh, Rhys Evans, who is currently playing the Hand of the King in House of the Dragon. So it's it's um, it's definitely really cool to see him like come a long way. Uh, and then seeing sort of like really, really famous sort of Welsh films, sort of like um, uh, How Green Was My Valley, um, you know, like Grand Slam, really sort of like famous, like Welsh sort of like settings and Welsh actors. It, it, it's it's really cool, I think, to see, especially now, um, you know, having a sort of like a greater appreciation for Welsh cinema and how recognition has increased for it over time. You know, pe- people are actually saying, oh, you know, oh you know, it's a Welsh actor instead of like, you know, Brit. A British actor or something it's um I think I think you see sort of uh like one thing I do cringe at which um I mean it's quite sweet but it is cringeable as well is um whenever you have a Welsh actor on one of these like American talk shows one of like the first like talking points is always like oh you know you're from that place with that god-awful long train station like the the um anyone's not familiar like Llanfair uh as a really long place name in Wales, it's quite famous. So yeah, it's quite cringy, but otherwise it's quite endearing. I think you know you, you see sort of like you know Taron Egerton and like Luke Evans being Aston and, and all that. But um, no, it is nice to see sort of like these Welsh actors and actresses given sort of like leading roles. So um, I'm sure I've mentioned it before. Sort of you know like um, Morvid Clark is um, she's Welsh and she's obviously fronting um, Rings of Power at the moment. As Gladriel, uh, you know, as I, as I said, you know, Taron Egerton in sort of like the um, Kingsman sort of franchise, and then Luke Evans in well, in everything Luke Evans is in, it's really good. What about your sort of like what was like the sort of like earliest you well, can remember of Welsh? That's cinema? interesting because I've really, in a way, I've kind of grown up watching more kind of American films, yeah, like the big yeah. franchises like Star Wars. You know, Harry Potter's British, yes, but I never really watched any. I like, I didn't like 
really pay much attention to kind of like the Welsh roots in this, like the yeah, the Welsh, you know, the kind of like actors that involved and stuff like. But as I started getting more into films around about during my teens, uh, pretty much my mid to late teens, I started watching more British films, more British content, and then obviously I started. Uh, I got into IMDb, which I probably use more than any social media app ever. <laughs> I'm always on IMDb. Um, and I always like like picking out like the Welsh actors and actresses because they, some of them have like, you will know they're Welsh, but some of them you could tell they're Welsh because of their name. Yeah. Like you said, Morphe Clark is one. Um, Matthew Reese is one. I mean, Reese, you know, the way Reese is spelled is such a you know, Welsh name. Um, and it's how I. My name's no, our name's spelled R H Y S Reese, you know. Um, yeah, but I, I, I've cut, I live in um, uh, in a town called Talbot, which, um, I mean, our Welsh listeners know where Talbot is, it's the one with the steelworks. But, uh, to our non Welsh um audience, uh, Talbot is basically, um, it's right next to Swansea, so you've got Cardiff. On um, your Cardiff on the right, then you got Swansea on the left, and it's literally on the coast. It's Portorba, and Portorba's had a very, it's got a big history, yeah. Uh, but they have a lot of um, lot of people come from Portorba, like successful people. A lot of those are actors. So from Portorba, we've had Richard Burton, and Richard Burton, everyone knows he 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 was one of the most popular Hollywood actors of his time. He was in pretty much everything, um, you know, British productions, American productions. He was in Cleopatra with um, Elizabeth Hurley. Uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor, I said, yeah. yeah. And uh, their, their, their relationship was kind of one of those kind of like Hollywood romances that everybody yeah. talks about. Um, yeah, he's been on a lot of our stuff. Um Anthony Hopkins, everyone knows Anthony Hopkins. Um, he really started off his kind of like acting career in uh, Batorba and then moved his way up to the big leagues uh, in British cinema, British television, and he's pretty much one of the greatest actors of his generation. Um, and also we've got um, Michael Sheen as well. So Michael Sheen, he, um, pretty much everyone knows who Michael Sheen is. Uh, he's been in a lot of films, uh, this, you know, the last couple of decades as well, um, and he's always a face everyone recognizes as well. So, yeah. and he's from Batorba. Um, as a, actually, as I'm as I'm like think about it, like um, I'm looking at, we do have a lot of like those are the big main three. Um, those are the big main three that. Um, I really know. Uh, we have do have a, a little bit more uh, other other ones as well. I mean, you uh, know, Catherine Zeta. Catherine she's Zeta. really famous. Obviously, like in the nineties, she had a lot of like sort of like very famous hits. Um, I mean, I mean, there's like there's like it's loads, you know. Those that I, I'll have to like look up sort of like a Wikipedia list of like famous Welsh actors and actresses. I've but, got um, I, I, I've got a list here for you. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. I, I can start chucking them for you actually. If on the, uh, so, <laughs> um, this one's got down. So uh, from Wales we have Keith Allen, 
So Keith Allen, um, pretty much he is the the father of Lily Allen and Alfie Allen. Um, I don't need to really explain to everybody what they've been in, but uh, Keith Allen, I remember him as a sheriff in Nottingham in BBC's Robin Hood. Yeah. Uh, Rob Bryden, Rob Bryden, Uncle Bryn, Garen Stacey, uh, Richard Burton, as I said earlier, Wolfie Clark, up and coming actress from West Wales, and as you said, she's Gladriel in the Rings of Power show. Timothy Dalton won the Bonds. Um, he was in other stuff like Hot Fuzz, etc. He's in Doom Patrol. Very, very energetic actor. Uh, Stanley Baker. Um, and then we've got Amy Fionn Edwards, who is in Peaky Blinders. She plays a gyps- She plays um, John's wife in Peaky Blinders. Taron Edgerton, pretty much such a great actor, up and coming. He's been in so, so much, from Kingsman to um, Blackbird, Rocket Man. Tom Ellis, Tom Ellis, Lucifer. Um, we've got Luke Evans, Luke Evans. You know, he's he's been so so much. Uh, Fast and Furious Six, the Hobbit trilogy. Uh, Evon Griffith. Um, he, Mister Fantastic in uh, Fantastic One and Fantastic Rise of Steel Surfer. Anthony Hopkins, Reese Evans, Reese Evans, uh, Doctor Kurt Connors, Otto Hightower, Sean Phillips. Now Sean Phillips has been in a bunch of stuff, but I remember her. Be, she is. She has been in quite a lot. Uh, she's been in. Uh, let me just get up now. Um, yeah, she's been in stuff like the Doctor and the Devils, Clash of the Titans, um, The Longest Day, Beckett, and yeah, that's the uh, and and she's uh, actually been in World of Warcraft, Shadowlands as well. Um, so we've got Jonathan Price, Jonathan Price, uh, you know, Jonathan Price. He's uh, he was the guy. He, who who was he again in um, the in Game of Thrones? He's the High Sparrow. Uh, High Sparrow, yeah. Game of Thrones. Uh, Euron Rion, Ramsey Bolton. Oh yeah, Euron uh, Rion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... I, I can't pronounce it correctly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really weird way of. Um... Misfits as well. He was in. Yeah, Misfits. Uh, Michael Sheen. I mentioned Michael Sheen. Yeah. Terry Jones, yeah. one of the Monty yeah. Python. Lot. I mean, it, it's it's exhaustive, isn't it? See, yeah. like it's it's you know, we I I I've, I tell people this all the time. Like I have a theory that Wales is like the center of the universe. <laughs> it is honestly. You can find a link to Wales in anything. Through like you know, uh, even like this two degrees of separation, it all comes back to Wales. Yeah. But um, yeah. I think um, Welsh films, sort of not just you know based in Wales, but sort of like what entered the sort of like zeitgeist for the time was um, uh, Zulu is um, I mean it's obviously based on um, I think it's the Battle of Rock's Drift or yeah I'm not that's really it. familiar about the no, um, it, Zulu Wars it. It, it, it was Rock's Drift yeah Rock's Drift yeah well um, it, it, you know it it, it can it uh, has a sort of like a Welsh like detachment that you know battalion whatever it is and you know, like they sort of pinned down at like this last ditch attempt to sort of defeat the invading Zulus in um, in like South Africa. And yes, you know, obviously everyone knows Michael Caine's there, but the the Zulu they they're ch- you know, making this sort of like war chant, and then in a- in answer to to defy them, 
the um the the welsh like boys they start selling a singing a very famous welsh song called men of harlech and it's a very, very famous scene in not just like welsh cinema history but in in cinema history in general it, it's it's very famous but um I, I remember from that film there was a scene where it's uh it's always a bunch of joneses and he says, oh, oh yeah. he's yeah, Jones from sure. Biff Wells. And then it's yeah. like, I'm Jones from Thingy Thingy. So, it's, yeah. you know, because there's a well, lot of Jones. Yeah, and... there's, um, there's, there's a, a very, like, uh, yeah, like famous sort of, like, uh, nickname culture in Wales. So um, there's, there's a, uh, it, it sort of entered um, into cinema with uh, the the beginning of a film called The Englishman Who Went, went Up a Hill and Came Down a Mountain. That's the name of the film. And uh, yeah, like the beginning is literally something like you know, oh, there's Jones the death, you know, and and he's an undertaker. There's Jones the bottle, who is the local drunk, you know. It, it it's stuff like that, and even like um, so I come from a village called Cum Park, and um, is even even here we have like some very like funny uh, nicknames. Some of them I, I don't think I can mention on uh, the podcast, but uh, there's some really funny ones, you know, stuff like um john the parrot you know because he used to used to have a parrot and used to walk around with it on his shoulder sort of thing stuff like that you know um but um I, i've lost my train of thought well i'm, I'm meandering uh oh yeah but, you know it's... talk about films yeah um... and um I, I was just saying i was you know, what, what we, we have lots of like nicknaming culture you know, even like when when we went to university, that's where we call each other like Welsh and English Reese because there was two of us and we needed to differentiate each other. I know it's not exclusive to Wales, but uh, I'm just saying it's it's still quite widespread because of if, uh, before we us Welsh only had a dozen or so given names and surnames, so it was uh, it was a it were a requisite to have a sort of a nickname or sobriquet. But um, I'm trying to think of like these classics of like. Um, films which you know were set in sort of Wales or obviously were filmed or had a sort of like setting in this this country uh, can I think of like the original um Wolfman yes in 1941 yeah Wolfman, and then yeah. they um in the remake they obviously they cast as this sort of like the father uh was Anthony Hopkins yeah, because they, they yeah. needed to have you know let's continue on the whole Welsh set and all this stuff. But um, I feel um, Wales still has this sort of like um, outwardly, I think, um, a sense of like mysteriousness about it. Because you know, like our history of like the Celts and the Druids and and all that, um, people still seem to think that this is some sort of like you know land that like if you were to go into one valley, you'd find a dragon, which. I'm not. I'm not getting rid of that um, reputation because that's really cool. So, um, you know, like I think Welsh um, horror films it always did have a sort of like um, uh, appeal to it because of the sense of like, oh, you know, entering the wilderness and what could be there. You know, it could be fairies, it could be serial killers, it could be bloody anything. So, <laughs> um, I like to see sort of like a revival in sort of like this like Welsh horror and especially like sort of like folk horror as well. Um, most recently, sort of like you see, um, is it Apostle or the Apostle? No, Apostle with uh, Gareth Evans. Yeah, Gareth Evans and uh, well, Michael Sheen is is the um, one of the um, the leads in it. I think he's the antagonist. And um, 
there's a Welsh language sort of like a horror film, like psychological horror coming out called Gullet, which means like the feast. Oh, um, I've read about this. That, yeah, that's that's yeah. been like advertised. It's been pretty well advertised. So I want to get around to watch that, see what it's like. Um, there's um very um, there's an up and coming sort of Welsh actress called Anne's Elwi. She's um, she hasn't been in a lot as of yet, but she was in a very cool episode of uh, Electric Dreams a few years ago, which was quite cool. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I'm trying to think of like these sort of like famous sort of like oh, you know, it's set in sort of Wales like horror. Um. It was, uh, it was called like the lighthouse, which is weird because um, the very famous like uh, psychological horror uh, Robert Eggers film, The Lighthouse, is based off a Welsh folktale about um, these lighthouse keepers going crazy. And I think in the same year, they they there was a sort of like a Welsh set one, which was, I I think it's a case of like uh, copycat syndrome in, in cinema, but. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like any others. Could you think of any sort of? Um, know? I'm looking at these now. You got the feast. I mean, Saint Maud comes up with us because it's uh, yeah, Marvis Clark. Marvis Clark. There is a film. She, she did speak. Um, when the devil was possessing her, she was speaking Welsh, which is interesting. There is a film that came out with Kevin Bacon. I don't, I don't think it was that good, but it was um, "You Never Really There," which is set in um, Wales, North Wales. Right, uh, but I, it's not really kind of like a folk horror film. It's just a horror film. Um, also, there was like a pretty bad haunting of Martin Castle film. Oh, I was trying Christ. to be like yeah. a mimic of really. Yeah. Um, oh, what's that? The, the fan footage films, you know. So. Oh yeah, sort of like uh, Blair Witch and stuff. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I mean, good on him, I guess. It, you know, we have our own little Welsh. Uh, Here we go. No, it's, sorry, it's it's called "You Should yeah. Have Left." Yeah, uh, you can stars... imagine Kanye was like, "Oh, Britain, what, why are you why are you shaking the camera for? Keep it keep it steady." You know, you can imagine Kanye. Um, I think um, we we've had a sort of reputation as well in Wales of creating like very um romantic and melodramatic films as well. Um, one thing that comes to mind is sort of like the uh, Under Milkwood, you know, like Dylan Thomas, very famous poet uh, and writer from from Swansea. Um, anyone that's familiar with, um, you know, um, do not go gently into that good night, rage, rage against the dying of the light. He he wrote that poem, and that entered the the zeitgeist as a very, um, you know, it, um, I wouldn't say stoic, but very. Um, you know, it, it's pushing against the realization that, you know, memento mori, that, you know, eventually death will come, but that doesn't mean you need to go, you know, doesn't mean you just lay down and die sort of thing. It's a very um, poignant poem. He, he wrote it to his dying father, which is, is very uh, poignant. Um, again, you have, um, like, The Edge of Love, which is based off, like, Dylan Thomas's life, I think. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Matthew Reese plays Dylan Thomas, and it's about it's about an affair he had with his woman, portrayed by Keira Knightley, and it's just kind of like a yeah, it's a rom- it's a romantic film. But hmm. one thing I say about Dylan Thomas is that yeah, he's very um, he wasn't a very healthy man, was he? He uh, oh no, he's an alcoholic. Yeah, he had a lot of uh, he had substance abuse. Uh, problems. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but he was a sort of like I wouldn't say he's a tortured soul. No, but, no, no. You know he. Yeah, you just you know, I I think you know at that time Welsh culture sort of like 
um encouraged sort of like binge drinking it, it was very sort of like machismo filled sort of like uh culture um I, you know like what well, filled with like toxic masculinity i think i think, I think it was like it was like our were of button to be honest yeah like yeah time, yeah um but i remember one thing that thomas also obviously he was born in swansea he's one of the people you know it's just, there was a Dylan thomas museum or exhibition dedicated to him um and uh i remember he used to say about swansea was it was a graveyard of ambition yeah and ugly so the, lovely town yeah yeah so basically the reason why if you go to swansea train station and come out there is a, there is a plaque on the floor that says ambition is critical which the council put down as kind of way of like countering what yeah. Um then mm. Thomas said. And it's a really famous scene from Twin Town where um two or two um Ben Coppers come over their names, but they're like, Why is this why does it say that ambition is critical? And they always had a discussion about what it means, and it's, it's really a funny scene. Yeah. Um, but what does it mean, a... isn't it? Yeah, and like how, yeah. how can I make it better? You know, like I'm yeah. not even a poet and I can write a better thing. Yes, it's really I think funny. I I, yeah. I think it I think it means well, I think I I I think do you have an idea what it means? Because I don't know what it means. I think I know what um, it means. You mean ambition is critical? I think you need to have ambition in life. I think that's basically yeah, what, yeah. It, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's um, they try to make it inverse. They try and like flip yeah. it on his head because yeah, yeah. Thomas said, "Swansea is the death of ambition," which is very negative for yeah. the town, yeah, as city rather. Um, and then yeah, so they they sort of twisted it so that ambition is critical, which. It can be con- construed to, you know, to relay the same message that Thomas said, but also make it that, you know, also interpreted as ambition is critical. So ambition should be um, encouraged, you know, like yeah. that here we encourage ambition. Yeah. This is a, a value that we um, encourage. Um, <laughs> I think it's quite pointless personally, but I, I like how because of Twin Town it's entered like, Welsh pop culture, I think, is quite fun. Um, there's there's other sort of like horror stuff I can see on like Wikipedia. I mean, some of it I've never even cured. Which, um, and there's other sort of like um, sort of like romantic stuff. You know, as I, I mentioned earlier, a film called "The Englishman Who Went Up a Hill and Came Down a Mountain." Hugh Grant's in it, and there's other sort of like very famous um actors. There's um. For some reason, Colin Meany, the sort of like famous Irish actor, isn't it? He's known for Star Star Trek, um, Deep Space Nine. Was it? Uh, he's in one of the Star Treks. Um, he's like a Welshman in it. You know, it, it's um, it's a really fun but like romantic sort of film as well. Um, there's like Patagonia, which I have a very mixed like opinion of. Yeah, it's it's really weird. They they filmed around like the Ronda as well, which is kind of cool for that film. Um, yeah, Matthew Freaks is in that. He's um he's meant to be a sort of like a Patagonian cowboy, which is strange. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, you know, there's um there's there's other sort of things as well. Sort of like of, of when people come to Wales. Um, I'm trying to think of a really famous sort of like one where we. Um, I mean, World War Z, they they crash land in Wales. They say, like, oh, you know, the only workable airport's Cardiff. And when I was watching the film, I literally, I was like, what? 
Cardiff, like if any sort of like uh, airport was to like um, fall to a zombie invasion, it'd be Cardiff. <laughs> it, it is the most. It is the like so well, small. They, 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 well, the isn't it the place where they're trying to make the the vaccine is in? Cardiff, yeah, Wales, they um, well they they're on their way to Cardiff, but they they crash land in the Brecon Beacons. Yeah, yeah. We should also um, talk. I think actually talking about that as well. We should talk about um, the uh, what's what's the what's the t- what's the TV show called with um, Archer? The episode of Archer when they go to oh, take a vacation um, to Wales. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> they mention about sort of like Welsh, uh, um, radical Welsh nationalists, which, um, I mean, well, Wales' history has had a share of sort of like radicalism. Um, I wouldn't say it's it went to the extremity of sort of um, Irish extremism, you know, sort of like no. troubles. Um, no. but yeah, they, they Welsh radicals did have sort of like help from the IRA and uh, related organizations for a time. But I think it was um, it wasn't that radical, and I, I think um, Archer was sort of like satirizing that. It was parodying it, um, yeah. Because basic the reason, uh, well, partly the reason, obviously, the nationalism aspect of um, of of it, but also um, what happened was during the really the kind of end of the twentieth century, um, reservoirs were being used. Have been built to provide water to uh, towns on the borders of um, in England. So what these Welsh nationalists would do, extremists, they would blow up the dams to uh, in in the way to like to basically stop the water going to these um, into these towns and cities by requiring the water from the Welsh mountains. I think I'm correct about that, aren't I? Yeah, 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 and they, they were um they burned down or yeah they burned down sort of like holiday homes as well as a yeah a sort of um a protest of like sort of like second home and like holiday home culture in Wales, um you know pr- primarily from sort of like um wealthier uh, and sort of like as well like non Welsh uh, people owning yeah. ho- homes for like only a certain period of time, uh yeah I mean it, it's it's, it's the the discussion is still quite ongoing, so it's quite a a sensitive topic, I think, in Wales, especially like in um in North Wales and and uh, Southwest Wales, especially. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's sort of um, I I forgot what we were talking about with, with film. We were talking about basically... oh Archer, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, Archer. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they they sort of take the piss as like a big sort of like oaf sort of character called David, which is quite yeah. funny. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, David, you do toast, David. Yeah, it's really funny. I'm thinking, do you reckon, um, we talk about a romance films, in Wales romance films, and we talk about yeah. horror as well. Would you say there's kind of like a social cultural set films in Wales about like kind of the Welsh kind of like working class culture? Because um, I've um, kind of gotten that from my Twin Town, because Twin Town's really about the working class culture in Swansea and Talbot, Madonna yeah. Swansea and also there is a film called Submarine which really is about um, yeah uh, Richard Ayoade directed it yeah it's about really fucking good yeah working class culture in Swansea as well so do you reckon there's kind of like that part of it as well because I know Twin Town is it's a film that a lot of Welsh people know about and this is it, it was like popular in this time I, 
it, I wouldn't say it's like a masterpiece, but it, it's a fun film. Yeah, Twin, um, Twin Town's far from perfect. But yeah. it's about really the culture, isn't it? Um, it's, it's a, it's, well, it's kind of like, it's about the people of like Welsh people. Um, and like, it's like human traffic is kind of more about people living in like early people in their twen- early 20s, people living in Cardiff. And it's about the, the rave, 90s rave scene. Um, yeah. So it's very, they're very, like, very distinctive, like, you know, films, really. Um, but I, I think it's become, become popular because some of the, like, you know, some of the, the lines, isn't it, in Twin Town, uh, what, what they say is really, yeah, really popular, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's, it's iconic because it's quite quotable, I think. Mm. But, um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think, yeah, of, like, other ones. I mean, definitely sort of, like, How Green Was My Valley was good for, like, the working class uh, it was good at representing the working class in in um in the in uh industrial sort of era of wheels yeah so it's roughly when um the clo- the mines started to close down wasn't it yeah it was um i was i was i would say grand slam is also another film like that it's also looking at yeah. the, the working class but through rugby you know yeah um, it, it, i mean anyone that's unfamiliar like you know in england created um rugby but i think wales sort of like you know embraced it yeah more so than than england obviously you know i think that's it's a bit i wouldn't say controversial but not really accurate what i'm saying but if you think of like wales you think of you know sort of like the red jerseys you know the just welsh people supporting rugby i definitely say like Ugh, like proportion-wise, more people would support rugby in Wales than rugby in England. I guess, yeah. like English yeah. people supporting uh, English rugby, it'd be yeah. more sort of like football, wouldn't it? But yeah, um, yeah. Grand Slam. I haven't seen it like in its entirety. I've always seen like sort of like bits and pieces of it, but um, it is really good. It's, re- it's really fun as well. Just this sort of like um, this coach load of like Welsh rugby fans from like you know like the local like workmen's hall going to france to see like the um the games it, it's really fun and it, i i it should be it's one of those films which nobody really cares about the rights to it anymore so this just it should be just all on youtube yeah free, i, I found know? that for Ho- human um traffic and twin town they're all on yeah. youtube um but there is there is a lot of i mean it's you kind of got more of a Films more kind of like films rec- filmed in Wales rather than like set in Wales. Um, mm. And I mean, we could go through that actually. I mean, Doctor Who is the oh, key God. one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, um, um, Doctor Who, you know, obviously it's, it's small screen, isn't it? But the sort of like impact Doctor Who had during the Russell T. Davis um, era, it, it's, you know, you go, go to Cardiff, so the, the capital city of Wales, and you see sort of like still like, there's like the TARDIS, there's Daleks everywhere. Um, Doctor Who is is very sort of like in the the fabric of Cardiff and Wales, especially. Go, um, they always film sort of like down very famous sort of like um, beach sort of area, like coastal area called the Gower. They film down there all the time. Um, just even as yeah, sort of like in North Wales and like in Mid Wales and the sort of like um, in well in the valleys where where we're from, they filmed around here like loads of times. Yeah, Doctor Who. 
and, and even like sort of Torchwood as well, the sort of spin off, which was so based in Cardiff. Yeah, famous. It's it's that really famous kind of. I don't. It's like what is it? it like it's it's, it's, uh, it's by the millennium center. What is is it like a? Is it like kind of like a oh, a fall like a human <laughs> Yeah, it's um. It's, so it's um. It's a place called Roldal Plas, which it's it's Welsh for like um the the plaza or like the place of Roldal. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so like there's a really big sort of like reflective sort of metal glass tower called the water tower and it's it's just like modern art where it's just like water just pours down the the, the reflective fla- uh, face and that was meant to be where like torchwood which is meant to be like a secret organization like imagine like the welsh version of men in black yeah where they were based they they were literally underneath the water tower yeah and it's like a it little is lift so down so like yeah like a little lift on there as well um I remember being a kid and just thinking like, wow, like I'm actually here. Like being the way where Torchwood is meant to be set was a phenomenal. You know, it's sort of like the, the Doctor Who experience then in Cardiff was really good for sort of like when you're growing up as a, a, a Welsh like uh, Doctor Who fan. It was really fun. Well, Doctor, um, Who, yeah. Do- Doctor Who was um, BBC. It's, well, it still is a BBC production, but it was kind of like it's a BBC studio production that is basically being produced most produced by bbc and what the bbc do is they do kind of like lend off bbc you know uh kind of like content product film tv to like different kind of production companies and bad wolf is the one they are up and coming um production company studio in well in wales they've got they're making like they're aiming to make high quality budget drama and uh, they've done stuff like um, uh, top of my head, I should know this by now. Um, they've done his uh, dark materials. Um, they've just completed a discovery of witches. They've yeah, done fantastic show. They've done in industry as well. That's out right now. That follows um, kind of the stock market world in London. Um, they're doing Doctor Who and they're doing a production Doctor Who season 13 onwards, I think it is. Yeah. And um, they're doing a production of, it's in pre-production of The Winter King, which is a Bernard Cornwall trilogy about uh, King Arthur. That's, that's, that's going to be good because, you know, I mean, King Arthur's always been kind of relevant to Wales, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. We like to think yeah. that he's Welsh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but Doctor Who's going to be moved into the Bad Wolf St- Studios um, place in Cardiff as well. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's it's. I mean, I, I not just Bad Wolf. We've got Dragon Studios as well, which is set, which is based in Pencoid. Uh, they've done a lot of stuff. I mean, one of the, the what they did was the Bars Executioner, which was a, a TV show that was created by Kurt uh, Sutter, who did uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, that was about a Welsh. Um, is uh, a really soldier. famous sort of like rebellion. Yeah, rebellion, yeah, yeah. Set in the 12th century Wales. Um, we uh, there's also Ironclad, which was filmed in Wales. Uh, that's not set in Wales, but it's filmed in yeah. Wales. Um, there's um, there's loads of stuff like that. So it's like yeah, um, yeah. I think we mentioned sort of like um, uh, was it like the second Mortal Kombat film in like the 90s? Yeah, um, that's a, yeah. I mean, like anywhere else, but like Wales has like quarries which can kind of like replicate sort of like I don't know, like science fiction or fantasy worlds. 
So they yeah. always like come you know, to those places. Um, I mean, it's talking about fantasy. Actually, they um they filmed quite a few things for the um the King Arthur film. Yeah. Um. So that was in North Wales, and there's a really famous. I think it's um, ah, oh, damn it. This sort of like really famous sort of like wide valley, like a river valley in North Wales where that was filmed. And there's also um, uh, then is it? Oh, it'll be season three of The Witcher now. They were filming down the, the Gower, so I mentioned this like area where it's imagine sort of like a massive sort of like peninsula, this jutting bit of land, and all the way around the peninsula, there's loads of different beaches and coves. Very famous area, and um, yeah, they were filming there. This really sort of um, climactic scene i i know exactly what film it is is film uh, scene it is from the books so yeah that's i think that's really cool how they were doing it in wheels also we got um nothing to note is um they filmed so if you watch if you watched um obi-wan kenobi the first fight scene between obi-wan and darth vader was filming the quarry in Wales. I don't know where, but that's also uh, that's something I found out as well. Um, and you talk about actually some directors Welsh. Um, famous sort of like Welsh director I like is um like Gareth Edwards. Well, I mean, I say he's Welsh. He's, he's Welsh heritage, and his parents are Welsh, but. Born, born in England, he, he's um he's really famous for doing um first he was monsters I think it was oh, a couple of years ago now but then he, he went on to do a Rogue One, as a Star Wars story. Yes, yes. And he, Have you he did, seen Rogue and, One? And and uh, God Godzilla as well. Oh yeah, uh, Godzilla. Did, uh, I don't know what he's doing now. He seems to. I, I don't know what he's doing now. I think he has. Some, I think he like, was a bit disillusioned with uh, the whole um like big budget like disney shit yeah yeah i mean i i think he did a really good job in, in rogue one i mean monsters is a very clever film um also we talk about uh gareth evans another gareth so yeah he's done he's done the raid franchise which is just you know i, I praise those two films such great action uh films yeah, well, people always sort of try and replicate the sort of long shot now, don't they? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. People like to say, "Oh my god, like look, look at like Daredevil with this long shot." It was like, yeah, but it came from the, the raid. Yeah, yeah, you know, definitely. Um, it's probably one of the greatest sort of like action sequences ever for the film. Yeah, um, you know, up there with like Old Boy and stuff. There is uh, he. Um, what do you call it? He's he's done the raid. He's done Apostle as well. He's also uh, the yeah. showrunner for Gangs of London, which is a and that kind of action sequences. You could tell it's kind of like it's yeah from when, the guy when they're raiding the raid. like the the like the house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that is just that a fantastic. Brutal, yeah, brutal, yeah, that was yeah. That's like, on more... like Sky. I think there's a new season. Yeah, a new series coming out. Yeah, um, yeah. That's it's really it's really fun to watch. Um, and also, he's directing this upcoming film with Tom Hardy called Havoc. And nice. Havoc, uh, it's they basically said it's going to be. They said it's one of the biggest films ever to be produced in Wales. Um, awesome. And they will leave a really lasting legacy to filmmakers. Uh, they filmed it in Cardiff. They filmed it down in Barry Island. 
Um, they filmed it in Brang- outside Brangwyn Hall in um, yeah in Swansea. So, so is Tom Hardy actually going to act in it? Yeah, that's awesome. Like, yeah, he has, he has such a big draw because of his stardom. Right, bringing so, that to Wales is really good. So, actually. so you got Tom Hardy, and you just got Forrest Whitaker, and oh Timothy, my god, and Timothy Olyphant. Oh my and god, it's really? going to be coming out in on Netflix. I think end of this year um fantastic yeah 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 so it's it, when you watch like when you watch i mean we've if when you watch the stuff you can always pick out where they filmed it oh yeah and well right about where i live is margham castle and margham castle is just a big place to do a lot of filming yeah, I thought you were going to say drugs then. <laughs> no, 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 no. Where did that come from? Uh, um, so they filmed Doctor Who there. They filmed scenes from that. Oh, we all thought about, about um, sex education as well. That's ah, yeah, massive yeah. Massive Welsh production. That's filmed that was, in Wales. That was filmed in like Newport College or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And they filmed uh, the, the, the scenes where he goes to military academy. Those, those are filmed I, I haven't actually things. seen the show. Oh, you definitely should watch it. You, you really like it. Um, and and yeah, so Margaret Castle was a big one. They filmed a lot of stuff there, uh, especially obviously Doctor Who, because you got like the castle and you got this huge grounds that are great for filming that as well. Hmm. So usually there's always you end up if you go to you know go to have a walk in Margaret Park, there's always just filming going on. <laughs> it's like it's like it's just a recurring thing, yeah. Um. And I actually talk about another show we should talk about. We should talk about Garen Stacey. Because I, I don't think yeah. we should talk about... We can't leave out Garen Stacey. Yeah. Um, Garen Stacey is pretty much one of the most successful British comedies of all time. Uh, it follows a um, Gavin from... Bill XX. And he falls in love with Stacey from Barry Island. And it's really just about uh, people from two different worlds coming together. It, it's a very nice, but very nice um, comedy. It's so funny, though. Yeah, um, it's classic. Honestly, like every single year, I I, I rewatch the Christmas special. Oh yeah, it's it's probably one of the most underrated Christmas specials ever. What do you prefer, the new one to the old one, or do you think the old one's always the most? Uh, the old one, I prefer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but. Every character is so quotable. Everybody knows yeah. which character in yeah. Gavin Stacey. Yeah. It's so uh, fun. I mean, this was like the this was before well, James Corden was bit is big in America. Like Yeah, you know, this, this he, is what made him famous. Everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Ruth Ruth Jones is um she is um such an incredible actress and uh, writer. Yeah. She uh, wrote well, she along with um James Corden co wrote it. Um, Gavin Stacey, she's also um created Stella, which is set in the valleys. And uh, I think you know some people that were in Stella, they filmed oh, yeah. in, the, in the actual valleys around by me. Uh, you know, um, you, you know, people, don't you? That, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I met like a few of them. I mean, it's like it's pretty like close knit, it's like in the valleys, you are usually like either related to them or someone knows somebody, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That sounds and, really bad, but like, no, it's 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 nice. You know, it's still like sort of like close knit sort of like communities. 
Um, I don't think sort of like Stella had that much of like um, a legacy or impact on like Welsh culture as like Gavin and Stacey did. No, 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 de- definitely not. And because like, you know, people like... still visit Barry, like Barry Island, to see where like um, where Gavin and Stacey was filmed, don't they? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's still quite famous. Yeah, uh, this, and there's always just shots people go and see. There's like a tour bus, isn't there, that goes around. Yeah. Going all the Gavin Stacey. It's like, it's a, it's a big tourist place for people who go and see Gavin Stacey because it's 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 like a world, people love it. It's, it's like a world of people, you know, regardless yeah. if you're not Welsh or English, it's, it's yeah. still great. Well, you know, it's like, it was such a big thing that they were going to have like a um, an American adaptation. Um, you can watch like clips of the pilot online and it is fucking terrible. It was going to be called Us and Them. And um, I think it was something, what was it like? Gavin was meant to be from New York, and Stacey was meant to be from like upstate New York or like Pennsylvania, where it's more like uh, rural. See, that doesn't, I don't see, doesn't work. Also, that Us and Them, it can, it it, it kind of like makes like, it alienates people. Yeah, that's really bad. But yeah, I mean, the thing is, the whole show was about like Welshness and Englishness and like just British culture, isn't it? Like, yeah, you couldn't like some of the jokes you could not translate it for like and land for an American audience. You know? No, no, and there's 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 subtle quotes to references to like pop culture, yeah. British figures, and just, like other, other yeah. people as well that American audiences won't get yeah. unless you like read up about it. The thing is, like, obviously, you know, like the performances which were the best were obviously for um, Ruth Jones and James Corden, you know, obviously, yeah. like, um, uh, Nessa and Smithy. I mean, yeah, it's called Gavin and Stacey, but the show is like they are like the heart of the show, yeah. And their performances, I mean, as much as I don't like James Corden, I don't think he's that funny, his performance in Gavin and Stacey was phenomenal, and yeah. Seeing like these new actors, like these new, like whatever they're called in like the American version, try to do their sort of take on it. It's really shit. I, I need to see the pilot. I need. I never watch this pilot. Yeah, you regret it, is. but you need to see it. <laughs> it's just. Are they actually got the same character names? Uh some of them do. Oh, okay, okay. Um, okay. I th- I think um like they changed it from like Uncle Bryn. I think it's like. Uncle Brendan, or like, yeah, something stupid like that. No, and God. like the yacht's very effeminate. Well, he was quite feminine, in, yeah, uh, yeah, but, but like the, the joke was that, like, I don't think he, he, he was meant to be sort of like you know, like, um, homosexual, but no, the joke is that people because he because he can't help himself, can he? He no. says things which people like go, What, like. That's weird. Like, or like well, or, it's like, a, why would you say that? It's the fishing trips story that ah, yeah, really yeah. makes people think that um, Uncle Bryn is, you know, Uncle Bryn's gay. But like, it's it's they never say it. But Gavin Stacey always have his beats like like they talk about stuff that never gets solved, which is just brilliant. It becomes like an inside joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's it's you never get you never get an answer to it, but it's always funny when it's brought up, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's it is it, it's kind of, um another show we should talk about actually is um not popular ones Merlin so the BBC uh drama series Merlin that yeah. was heavily filmed in Wales that was a fully Welsh production 
Um, and you were on about earlier about how like there was kind of like the there's like a fantasy kind of element to like the terrain, the landscapes of, of Wales. Yeah. And I think that's why a lot of places for, work then because you can make this kind of like medieval fantasy kind of style stuff like stuff yeah. because it's like you're in like this there is an element of fantasy in the world's terrain that you don't really get in england or even scotland mm. it and i, I don't know yeah. why it, 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 it feels like i think it's because like you can go anywhere and like 10 minute drive and you're in a national park in yes yeah. Yeah, you know, I feel I like mean, the Welsh landscape was made just to be on TV and film. <laughs> that that is really, that's, that's really that, nice to hear. Yeah. If you say that, if you want to know what the star of the show is or the star of the film is, really, if you watch the stuff, it is the landscape and the terrain. Yeah, in the day, it is the Welsh landscape and terrain because it just fits so well. Like you, it's like, yeah, it feels like you are in a, a, a like a, a different world without having to, you know make kind of like you know put into a lot of effort into making it like be like fave fantastical because it's it's pretty simple as well and they've got a lot of um i mean St. Fagans is, is a big example where they film a lot of stuff there because yeah. it's houses from different periods throughout Welsh history so you've got uh you know Stuart housing you've got kind of like um 19th century housing, you've got 20th century housing. So it's a really big place to film as well mm. because the kind of architecture is already there. You don't need to build it. It's already there. Like, And it's a bit of kind of like realism to it as well. Like, it's... Yeah, I mean, yeah, as you said, they, they always go to St. Fagans for... Um, it, it, and... That's like, it's the... I'm not sure if it's, it's called something like the Nash, Nash, National History of Wales or something. Like, it's... um. Like a, like a folk history sort of museum. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. that far from Cardiff, and no, it, I think it not, comes no. under the sort of like jurisdiction or something of, of like the county of Cardiff or whatever, the city and county of Cardiff. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really nice to see sort of people coming to Wales and like seeing how magical it is. You know, like sort of like um, there's a, a really famous like cave system. Uh, the cave entrance is called Pontrogov, means like um uh like the the bridge cave bridge cave or something it means and um that's always been used as sort of like an entrance to like the dragon's lair or something it's been used like umpteen times like merlin yeah like doctor who and stuff um you, we've, we've, I've, I've, not, nothing i'm forget it's the castles like we've had yeah. we have so many castles in wales yeah i think and, per, per square mile there's the most castles in any country in wales yeah yeah and a lot of that is if you look back at welsh history the it was a way of just really when the uh following the normal conquest the the normans set their sights to wales and they uh, built castles in the way of stopping the welsh from invading england and the places that they conquered especially in south wales and west and the west wales they built castles as a way of like you know just keeping control uh yeah they put, they'll put like uh norman like lords in charge of us lands and the castle will be the center of that land um so that's why you have so many castles today uh i even before the norman conquest you had castles set up on the borders like well, office, yeah. Di <laughs> office dyke for example was yeah. built it was um to control sort of like Welsh. incursions of the Welsh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a rich, rich history about that. Um, but I mean, like, you know, castles, you can just there's 
there's castles that are used today for the public, like uh, Philly Castle, you've got Carnarvon Castle, and also there's very, like, uh, castles that, like, obviously they've got, you know, the ruins and stuff like that, but they're still, you can still go there, you can still, like, kind of have a sense of what these castles, what these were like back in the day, and just how powerful these, these, these uh, you know, these buildings were. Um, it could you know the control law and all the you know administration, etc. It's uh, you know like just like symbols of basically war- of uh, warfare, um, and it's this is everywhere, <laughs> and it's it's absolutely amazing. Um, I, I you know if you want to make any historical fic, uh, medieval setting or even not just medieval setting but like latest you know like 19th century 20th century settings Wales is such a good place to do that because yeah. it just it just it just feels like you it just you just fit it just fits in so well um and and you know but then it's it's like a rich kind of you know kind of proud side to to um to the Welsh of you know this this landscape and terrain yeah um there's um I think sort of like in the future we are sort of gonna you know there's gonna be more sort of like productions I think filmed yeah you know as we said sort of like uh, we had sort of like Apostle you know and um there's that lighthouse film not not Robert Eggers I meant you know the other one um the Gullev yeah like Welsh productions like even Welsh language stuff as well with like S4C like hopefully we'll get like some more like you know big budget sort of things like hinterland that was on a few years ago you know like i i want more things to be set in wheels you know like why not well if you mate if you think about it, yeah making a scripted drama does take a quite a lot of people yeah so you obviously you've got to have like runners you've got to have people who make the sets you like i i i can tell you for hours like how many people you need yeah like to be like a, what the job is like to be there and it's just like that's why the Welsh government are putting a lot of money are in the Welsh television and film industry, screen industries, really. And they've written, there's been like, they've written like, uh, published like, uh, like blogs or kind of like articles about it. And it's like, we are putting a lot of money in the screen industries because they're really going to be, you know, it's it's a rising industry. The screen industries are rising anyway. Like you've got the streaming wars. How much we've never been in a time where there's been so much being made, so much to watch, and so, so much, much to, to yeah, watch. Yeah, and to watch so much to watch, you haven't got time to watch everything. Exactly. And, yeah. And and Wales is they're making it so cheap to film there, but they're yeah. getting a lot of money in return, and also talent like. In a day, like, oh, Christ, the yeah. more talent comes out of Wales, the I, better I think, it is. I think it's, um, it's like a legacy. It's well, a legacy. We, we've always had yeah. that talent, I think. We, we've yeah. always had it, but I think only, only now people are getting recognised as being, you know, you know, getting these roles and being recognised as Welsh as well. But it's not just actors, directors, or writers and actresses. It's like it's like people working like post-production, yeah. filming... Uh, pre-production as well like you know I, you know like like it's it's so like you're making a lot of jobs for people and it's an industry that you know we're, we're in a difficult time where like a lot of stuff is not uh you know things are shutting down or things are kind of like people let go you know people being let go or stuff 
Well, things like the screen industries are making, a, you know, making a lot of money and they're able to hire a lot of people because it's such a big, big, it's not like a student film where you need like six people. You, you need like, for something like it, you need like hundreds of people. So do, there's always jobs going around for people. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think you'll get to that point where there's going to be kind of like a, there's going to be too many people and there's too, not much jobs available. There's going to be so much. Yeah. There's new studios being expanded on. There's new studios that have been uh, created. There's going to be further new studios that are going to be going to be uh, created. It's just, it's 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 like a gold mine right now, and and it's 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 just it's just amazing. Like, uh, yeah. So, like if you really want to go, you know, if you're a fan of cinema, and you're a fan of cinema, you're a fan of television, you want to be involved. I think you know, you live in Wales is really yeah. a gold mine for you. I think. We've we've always been there, as I said. You know, Wales is the centre of the universe. Um, we've always had a presence, I think, in film. You know, for an example, I can pull off the top of my head is um, cult sort of like um, horror film, um, an American werewolf in London. The ex- um, the exterior yeah. shots of the, the slaughtered lamb, possibly one of the most famous pubs in horror history. That was filmed. Um, and a um, you know exterior shot of this pub on the outskirts of a town called Pontypridd in uh, in South Wales. It's not yeah. not far from us, really. But um, yeah, like that was like exterior shots. Obviously, um, interior shots was a soundstage. But um, it's it just stuff like that. You know, they they came to like Wales for like these really sort of like mini things, you know, or just stuff like um. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there was like a Led Zeppelin documentary, and they filmed um, this Led Zeppelin three in um, in this very famous sort of like cottage now in I think it's in mid or North Wales called Bron Ryer, which means like um, the Golden Breast, like Golden Breasted Hill. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and they sort of like they wrote and recorded. I think I think it was Led Zeppelin three in this little, tiny little Welsh cottage, and and then. I'm, I forget what it was called. But I'm sure they had a sort of like a documentary, and they filmed it there in like this tiny little Welsh little cottage. It's really sweet. Okay, I'm gonna give you a list of uh, like I'm gonna like I'm I'm looking at this because it's a Wikipedia page that is just full of like well lists of Welsh films. Yeah, uh, places, you know places kind of like uh, productions that are from the Wales. I mean, I talked about we talked about quite a lot today as well. Yeah, but it's other right. ones like no, sorry. The, the thing I'm thinking of. Oh no, it's not. No, sorry. Ignore, ignore me. I thought I saw something, but it's not. Are you talking about the Led Zeppelin one, or you're about something else? Yeah, I saw a film called Zeppelin, but it's not. Oh, okay. It's nothing to do with Led Zeppelin. Okay. So this is the ones I've got. Okay. So Transformers: The Last Night. Yeah. They filmed the battle scenes. The um, I think it was the um, the battle scenes of King Arthur in uh, Blyde Gwent. Gwent. Blyde Gwent. Um, King Arthur: Legends of the Sword. You mentioned this earlier. They filmed it in Snowdonia. Yeah. Um, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was filmed in the Brecon Beacons, parts of it filmed in Brecon Beacons. Oh, no way, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, another one is, um, the Man from Uncle film was filmed in the Ponty Pontywid, uh, Cambrian Mountains near Aberystwyth. Um, The Dark Knight Rises which was filmed in Hendrin Falls, yeah, um, so the, the um, the Bat Cave, it was a really final famous scene uh, waterfall, the okay, yeah, yeah that's it, so yeah. that's the uh, what they call it waterfall country. Um, it's the um, well, and uh, waterfall country, and this one now, like, um, 
they've renamed it as like the Bat Cave because yeah. <laughs> it was in that. I've never, I've never been there, but um, well, it's never seen it ever, isn't it? Uh, Captain America: The First Avenger was filmed in Kai Went. Uh, Kai Went. Oh shit! No uh, way. So look at how many of these are American productions. Yeah, big budget American it. productions. Yeah, yeah, and they're filming in Wales. And we would go back to what you were saying about how like a lot of Welsh um, actors are asked, or you are you the place with a very long name. Okay, there yeah. can be a bit kind of like maybe a bit kind of cringe to it as well. Yeah. But would you say that that is because people have really started to notice that Wales has become its own separate thing to England? Yeah, yeah. Because again, we, we've had it where like people thought that Wales was part of England. Yeah, but now I people think, realizing um, it's putting Wales a bit yeah. much more on the map now. But people will country. instantly recognize like a Scottish accent or yeah. um, an Irish accent, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, or even like they'll be able to pick out different dialects and accents of the English, um, you know, of, of just English people. Mm. But um, yeah, like, I mean, being abroad and like listening to my voice, I haven't got the strongest Welsh accent, but um, you know, they, 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 you see them sort of like the cogs turn and thinking like, like, what is that? It, it's not yeah. Scottish. It's not like what accent, you know, like, and then you have to explain, it's like, oh, you know, Welsh, you know, and um they're like, why is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, Gareth Bale or, or Tom Jones. They're like, oh, right. And they're, they're, I think they're still a bit confused, but you're like, oh, yeah, I'm from where they're from. But, um, yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's going to be in a, I'll say in years' time, people are going to notice Welsh, like know where Wales is, rather yeah. than you having to kind of like say names and people to get it, really. Um, but then again, you're talking about your. You mentioned Gabriel Tom Jones. You know, Tom Jones, such a great singer, big in America, and he's Welsh. So it's it's the talent as well. But even just saying that Tom Jones, you know, he's from Wales. It's like it's given a kind of like awareness of people of what what of what of what Wales is, where it is, yeah. and stuff like that. So there's there's always a positive to that side as well. Um but yeah, it's 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 such a you know, it's 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 just it's it's, it's as I said, it's it's gonna be like a this golden age that's gonna appear in like well, I would say golden age. I'll say this is kind of like the the hot spot of like the productions in um uh, yeah. Wales. I mean, um, it's a very famous sort of like, um, uh, like it's a really famous quarry in North Wales called Dinorwick. Yeah. Well, in English, uh, Dinorwick. Yeah. Uh, quarry, and um, that's been used for like umpteen just productions and stuff because it's such a large sort of like grey and stony sort of environment. It's fantastic, honestly. I believe it's like it's near um, a place called Blyneyfestiniog, which is like you know where like these huge like slate um, slate mines and slate quarries are, are found in Wales. But yeah. um, apparently, Quantum of Solace, like exterior location shots, were filmed in Snowdonia. I can't think of where that'd be, but sure, why not? It's going to be like always, like you see it now in Wales, the people come to these places because of like, oh, this is where they filmed this. And you're going to see a lot of that. Yeah. Like, Cardiff's going to be really cool. The yeah. only thing is now we need to build infrastructure for it. For what? For, for, well, for like people coming here and like staying here, isn't it? You know? Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's tourism. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. 
Um, but you know, like Wales has been, I mean, apart from screen industries, there's been a lot of people coming here for yeah. a lot of different stuff. I mean, you had the uh, via the cup, uh, you had the climate change conference as well. It's just, you know, yeah, it's... they hosted the uh, the NATO summit in uh, Newport. I, I I was there. I was in like the sort of like model NATO. Oh, summit. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. It wasn't a climate change one. It was a NATO one. That was it. Yeah, I thought it was a climate change, the the got one, but no, it's um the NATO. Yeah, because I remember like people like talking about Barack. But I think it was like when Barack Obama was still president, and people were saying you saw like the Amer- the American president in the in the, like a yeah. row of row stayed, of cars. Um, like, yeah, he stayed in uh, this place called Celtic Manor. It's like a yeah. really big sort of like very famous sort of like hotel. Um, yeah, it's like near the border of Wales and England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that and um, I think um. Like sort of Welsh music as well. Um, uh, you know, Welsh music has been like featured in a few sort of like um, major productions. I, one I can think off the top of my head is um, it's a very famous Welsh hymn, hymn called Carlon Lan. Yeah, and Lan, um, yeah. that was in the uh, soundtrack for um, Empire of the Sun. Yeah, that was called Empire of the Sun. Is that the one with Christian Bale? Yeah, it was um, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, that's and, it, um, yeah. The soundtrack was um, John Williams. So John Williams used like this very, very famous Welsh hymn. There's, um, uh, I wouldn't say it's famous, but like anybody that remembers, I think it's the ODST trailer for Halo ODST. Um, they use like a, like a Welsh song and it translates stuff like... Um, like the motto of like the ODSC is like we we will tr- we will travel feet first into hell. It's it's really it's really like interesting. And then that same um, poem, that same like um, song, was used in the King Arthur Legend of the Sword um, soundtrack, which is it's very <laughs> strange. Yeah, you know, obviously finding out like the original guy who composed the um, song was a Welsh fella, you know, so it makes makes sense. But um. There's there's loads of like different things. There's a very famous Welsh myth. Um, it's called um, Cad Gode, which means like Battle of the Trees, and um, that was uh, it's that's weird because John Williams also had his hand on this. He translated it into Sanskrit, and then jumbled all of the different words up, and then created the lyrics to Duel of the Fates for Phantom Menace. So it comes from this very famous Welsh poem, like this Welsh legend. I find that really cool. Looking at uh, actually, you're gonna be thinking about Welsh. Welsh again, composers, all of yeah. this it furthers my point that Wales is the center of the universe, and that's very <laughs> that's very solipsistic of me. That's word of the day, solipsism. But I, I just, you know, why not? Isn't it? Yeah, so right. Looking at it, it says World War Z was filmed in Blaenau Festiniog and Cardiff. So, yeah, Blaenau. It, it, it's really funny because, like, um, in North Wales, you have um, like the Snowdonian National Park, and obviously you can't. Yeah, you can only do certain things there. You know, developments are restricted because of the. Um, well, it's, it's it's a park, um, but there's a town, a very big town called Blaenau Festiniog, in the centre of this park. So. Um, where you see on the maps, like um, the the parks sort of layouts, usually like in green or something, 
there's a little island in the middle where it's not the park and that's where the town is i i find that like hilarious for some reason but um ah oh, like, yeah captain america the first avenger was filmed in cairo went huh I think it was the place where they filmed a lot of the military, like the military training camp. I think that's oh, what, uh... okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you have like, <clears throat> um, I'm trying to think of like, I'm just like, you know, just like town settings because towns can be quite bland. But like, one thing that comes to mind is sort of like, do you ever watch Stormbreaker? Yeah, the you know, the answer, that was the... filmed. Um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, in the Brecon Beacons for like the training scene. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, they, no, it's like they, they they even said this film that it was this it this, it was set in Wales in the show yeah. in the film. Um, God, we could have spent hours talking about the amount of <laughs> yeah. films that have been filmed in in Wales. Like it's just yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. That's and and yeah. This is going back from to like what? Like I'm looking at this 1930s. Like yeah, you know, it's, it's fantastic, isn't it? It's amazing. Um, um it's good. It's it's yeah, it's, it's amazing. I don't know how else to describe it. To be honest, 20, but... 2022, right? There's no um attribution for this, so it could be absolute rubbish. But 2022, there's a film called Autumn in Wales. And the only thing about it, it's a Malaysian romantic comedy set in Wales. Isn't that not the most random thing ever? Yeah. Um, Howl's Moving Castle um, is was written, or it was directed by uh, Heo Miyazaki, you know, very famous like Studio Ghibli uh, production. But um, it was based off a book by, I think she was, was she Welsh? But she certainly sounds Welsh, Diana Wynne Jones. Um, that sounds that sounds Welsh. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, the book is is partially set in Wales, so there are even Studio Ghibli has a link to Wales. <laughs> there are, but um, <laughs> is is that a bit of a stretch? Well, one of the one of the main people in Disney, well, one of the Growing people Disney is from Wales, and she was part of the reason why a lot of Disney productions, especially Lucasfilm, are being filmed in Wales because she's like she's really oh, like no advertising way. Wales. I can't remember her name, but she's a big she played a big role in the development of Willow being filmed in in Wales. Nice, and it's kind of like Lucas Disney and Lucasfilm like we like filming in Wales. We're gonna spend a lot of time filming our productions in Wales. That's uh, you know, that's uh, that's always lovely to hear, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what else we could talk about. I think we wrapped up. I think we covered everything, to be honest. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's a. I think that's a good good point to um, to finish off. So you know, like you no, know, this this is there's always going to be stuff being filmed in Wales. What the the screen industries in Wales is always going to benefit, and it's. Just, it becomes like when you know recognized places, then it's once you recognize places, it's kind of like kind of like a reference. It's like Easter eggs. It's like where do they film this and stuff like that. Yeah. And when you see certain like you know landscapes, architecture, buildings, you're like, 
okay, I know where they filmed this, etc. Yeah. Um, so I just want to know now when are we get the live action version of very famous Welsh like um, folklore and like legends, uh, Mabinogion. <laughs> when, when 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 is Amazon Prime going to buy the like the historical rights and you know? Come on, make it happen. I have to be the one to say that I've not read it and I don't really know much about it. I mean, like, it's quite like you don't like just sit down and just read it. Honestly, you could, you could just like find like synopsis on like online or something. There's like some really like cool like artwork. Like considering it's Welsh, you know, legends, it's not the most it has it hasn't got the best publicity team, you know? Yeah. But um, there's some fantastic artwork out there. Like I think it's um is it Alan Lee? He did um he did concept art and visual art for uh, Lord of the Rings. Uh, yeah, he, he's yeah. He's not the American one, the English one. I yeah. Think it's Al- Alan Lee. He has done a fuckload of like Mabinogion art. It's it's amazing what he's done. Yeah. So I th- I thought in this one I, I'd mentioned dragon, just the word dragon more. But there you are. We did cover quite a lot of dragons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's on, it's on, it's on the uh, the flag. It's on the flag, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think I really enjoy talking about this. Actually, it's yeah. uh, it's something different, and it's like it's nice because we just like a you know talk back and forth about Wales on screen, and it's like I don't know, it's that's a great feeling to talk about stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that wraps up Wales on screen. So that'll be coming out. Uh, we'll be releasing that uh, day after. This recording on Mondays. Um, next week, next episode, we'll be uh, going back to case of conspiracy, talking about the men in black. Uh, you know, the, the the men in glasses that come to your, your door asking if you've seen any aliens. So we'll be covering that, and then uh, men in black. Never heard of them. <laughs> the men in black. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not the films, but like I mean, we'll cover the films. We're not, yeah. we're not doing like we're talking about the film. urban legend that is the, 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 yeah, the, yeah, men, the men in black. black. And then after that, we'll be covering Cobra Kai season five, which we drop it on Netflix yeah. next Friday. No Friday. mercy. No I can't mercy. believe it's I can't believe it's coming. It's 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 it, oh, I'm so hyped, honestly. And I know it's like it's gonna be like cringy and stuff and but it's just so fun to watch. It's, a, it's, it's cringy fun, isn't it? It's yeah, not like, yeah. It's, it's not it's off fun and cringy. for the whole family. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not off and cringy. It's cringy that it's you still entertaining cringy. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and that's not an insult. So, um, so yeah, you can, as I said, follow us on our um, you know social media and follow us on our many uh, platforms such as uh, Spotify, Anchor, Apple Music, uh amazon music uh google podcasts uh overcast etc uh thank you everybody for listening and um i think it's i don't know it's, i think it'd be good if you say a nice little welsh goodbye just to wrap well, us up uh, oh it's like um <laughs> i say goodbye uh, hoi vaur. Yeah, hoi. No. Hoi vaur, everyone hoi, <laughs> hoi vaur, everyone <laughs>